Welcome to Titanic Reaction. I'm Tony Mangus. Be aware, these are real stories. Well, most of them are. They will contain tales of alcohol, drugs, sex, extreme violence, and language Mary Whitehouse would not approve of. Take caution when listening. Back with the Baby Shakes for part two. There's some good stories about the bands I got to play with. I appreciate how long they stayed and talked because Claudia was stuck in a hot car in Alabama in 80-degree weather. But you guys have played with so many good bands. What were like your the best ones you got to play with? Um, when we got to do the Burger Boogaloo and Iggy Pop was headlining, that was just like another Oh, one. shit. I didn't even know about that one. Holy shit. Yeah, like, that was pretty cool. Played, we yeah. played the show that Iggy Pop had mined and like we were we were on the other stage but we got like the sickest introduction from john waters who like oh was, really yeah yeah, was so yeah that was awesome that was amazing is that on video anywhere yeah I yeah we'll send that to you mm-hmm. we'll send that to you and okay. then like playing this, like amazing show with like such awesome bands um and iggy pop closed out the night and we were like right there like on the side of the like the backstage kind of like on the side like really close to that he was like coming up and doing his like wiggly thing at us and like it was amazing that was so cool (laughs) like yeah that that was definitely like a high point but um who else like the boys um obviously the undertones were like you know they're they're kind of like our big brothers. Like we really look up to them. We've gotten to play with them a few times. Um, I think all the Northern Irish bands, like Protex, Undertone, Protex, yeah, amazing, amazing guys. Like cool people. Um, that one I was really jealous of. Oh gosh, they're yeah. We we got to tour with them a lot, like a couple shows in Northern Ireland and stuff, and that was a lot of fun. Just like being in their element and like playing Belfast with them and just meeting all like the 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 people that we all looked up to like you know Terry Hooley and like hanging out with all them and stuff it was just so cool like I mean it was it was pretty amazing yeah yeah that's the kind of shit that makes it worth being in a band for 20 years yeah it's cool to sure. like people that you look up to and like you really like their music and then they're like hey man your band is good and you're like really you think so like that's cool <laughs> We're always a little nervous about meeting our heroes because I think we've all yes. had experiences with, you know, loving a band and then meeting someone and you're like, oh, God, I <laughs> God, you're terrible. But then, you know, it actually happens about half the time. It does. <laughs> don't want to meet anyone but anymore. But the other half no. just makes it worth it. Yeah. It, yes. We haven't gotten to play with them yet, but we met them at a festival and they were just such awesome dudes. Like they were really cool. They like invited us on stage to like go dance with them. It's like, ah, we're dancing with Dave Banyan, like Captain Sensible. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> it's fucking grumpy old English dudes showing up and being pissed off about the size of the bar that they're playing that used to make me want to burn down these stuff. <laughs> But, uh, so what's the shit that you guys put up with that men in rock don't have to? Um, you know, it's, 
It's kind of weird because, um, Tony, that's I, a whole meeting in itself. That's, yeah. like a, that's, a whole, that's another interview. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's like, we try not to think of ourselves as a girl band, but you know, somehow we always get labeled that way. Even though we have a guy in our band, we've just always thought of ourselves as band. We, well, no, Does the world but, let you do that? Uh, I think that's one thing, you know, a lot of people will just stigmatize us as a girl band or, you know, if we do an interview, but it's not just guys that do that. It's, it's also females, but I think it's important. Like we do want to like represent women and like kind of like be an example and push them to like start bands and be involved in the music scene. That's really important. But for us, it's been like, we just don't really want to surround ourselves with pricks and like guys that are assholes and would treat us disrespectfully. You know, we don't want to be around anyone who disrespects anyone else. Like if it's because of race or like, you know, like homophobia or anything like that, fuck that. We don't want to surround ourselves with that. And like all the sexism, we just don't deal with it. We don't, you know, and we've had, I mean, it happens, but we don't, yeah, we, we kind of just like, we kind of have this like whole focus on music and traveling and hanging out with our friends and performing and writing songs and, and just like meeting new people, like cool people, you know, and that's like always been kind of like our focus on, on, on that was the music and things like that. And so if, you know, like, especially when we start, first started, you know, there would always be like message boards, like they only they're only popular because our girls, you know, like stuff like that. And we're just like, whatever, your opinions are going to go away in like two days. So like, it's just more like, I don't know. Yeah. It just, you just kind of like keep going with it. And yeah. I mean, there's bad stuff on the internet. The internet is just horrible. Like guys saying just disgusting things. Like when we first started, we were, our band was banned. The topic of our band was banned from terminal boredom. (laughs) <laughs> because guys were just saying disgusting, raunchy things about us. And it like it had nothing to do with our music or like, you know, um, a lot of bands were like sticking up for us, like our friends. Like we've been fortunate enough to have awesome guys around us. It just didn't matter that we were a girl band. Like we were just hanging out. We were bands. We were involved in music together and we had common interests. And so like bands like, you know, Jeremy from Carbona's like, he was going at them. He was attacking them. He was like, that's fucking bullshit. I'm going to come over there and kick your ass. <laughs> like, You know, yeah. I have, I have a girl in my bands when they were in busy signals. He's like, yeah. I, I'd kick your ass if you tried to talk to her like that. So we've had a lot of our guy friends really pull through and stick up for us. And that's been amazing. Like the amount of support by just really cool people that we know, like, you know, bands like, of obviously the nice boys, you know, the riffs, like you guys have always been buddies and Carbonas and like, you know, so many other guys that we know in music, like they don't treat us any different, which is kind of like what, that's the minimum level of expectation that we have when we do what we do. So, um, you know, have we experienced sexism? Yes the world is sexist. Like we haven't reached this point where it just doesn't exist anywhere. But in the music scene, we just don't fucking tolerate it. We don't think anyone else should either. Definitely should be talked about, but 
um, just don't fucking put up with it, you know? And I think for guys, you know, if you see that shit going on, and I think a lot of our guy friends did, you know, like they stood up for us, they supported us, they wouldn't put up with it either. And that's, that's kind of how you have to make it go away. You just don't deal with it. Well, you don't tolerate it. You deal with it, you don't tolerate it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a touchy subject. It really is. It's, you know, uh, like Mary mentioned before, we're very goal-oriented. And um, if someone tried to like degrade us or, you know, have certain opinions about us, we, we just don't give a fuck. We're just focused on our goals. We do what we have to do, do what we want to do. And that's how we keep things going. We don't dwell on anything. And if people don't agree with us, they don't fucking like it. Fuck them. We don't give a shit. We just don't. And that's how we've been doing things. And it's important for other, for other girls to feel that way too, to be assertive, to be very driven and goal-oriented because that's ultimately um, what's what's going to show people that you're capable, you're just as capable as they are and that sexism is fucking bullshit. I was waiting for someone else because there's, there's been enough shit about like with men talking about sexism. Yeah. But has, in, the in the underground scene, has it, has it gotten better or worse since you've been around? Or just the same? Like, is there any progress? I think there's some progress. I think people are more aware now. And like willing to stand up and say things like on either side. Um, I think the scene is, I think the scene is very sexist and parts are very anti-sexist. Like, you know, like people don't put up with that stuff. I don't know. I guess like in, in my situation, I've just like learned to surround myself. Like I've been lucky. I've had, you know, the right people, like they're supportive, they're friends and bands. They have no tolerance for any type of discrimination. Like it's not just sexism. It's like racism, everything. You know, like we're just, you like accept people for who they are. I mean, that's why you get into this, you know, that's why we're here. Like that whole, like not being part of society thing and like, you know, being like who you are. That's kind of like why all of us got in punk, right? Yeah. Well, that's the dream, but it doesn't, it doesn't always end up like that. There are always those people that come in and then like, like with us when we were younger, we would weed them out, you know? Yeah. Um, and just be, but you're right. There are those like you know, bad people that come in, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's like a really difficult question. Like we have as a band dealt with a lot of like that kind of ignorant assholes. Yeah. Looking back on stuff. Yeah. We're like, Oh yeah, yeah. it was fucked up. We're like, you know, like, why did I have to explain myself like a hundred times when I know exactly what I want? You know, it's, <laughs> it's those kind of things. It's like, you're not really been taken seriously, but at the same time, it's not it's not enough for us to be like, oh, I guess we should stop playing, you know, like it's just like, ah, like whatever. It's always been kind of like a side note for us. We're like, fuck that. Let you know, like we're gonna continue to do what we wanna do because, you know, we're gonna live with ourselves. We're gonna we we make our own way. And like if these fucking opinions are gonna like come at us and destroy us or something, then like, you know, like no, they can't want, do that. Then they yeah. want to have it. I think that kind of stuff like makes us like kind of fuels us too. It motivates us to do more and like, you know, like 
with people being like discriminatory or whatever, sexist, or they just hate our music and they think we just suck and we're terrible. Like all that stuff, we kind of take it and then it just kind of keeps us going. And we're like, you know, fuck these people. Like this is not going to do shit to us. It's going to, we're going to put out more stuff and we're going to be even more there for you, you know? And I think like, maybe we, I don't know if we just like unconsciously like did the things that we did too with that, that whole attitude of like, all right, you know, I guess we got to put out our own records or like we got to do this thing. And I mean, of course we've had definitely had amazing support from other, you know, of our friend record labels and things like that. Um, But for the most part, you know, we put out like our own stuff. And I think that whole attitude, like, yeah, we, we, we just need to like, just do it, you know, and put it out. Like we're not, we shouldn't wait for people to do it for us. Right. So if you want to get anything done, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like we just really take action and, you know, if people want to second guess us or um, insert their opinions where they're not welcomed, we just won't allow it. It's like, okay, well, we can argue about this for days you can think that you can tell us what to do and you think that you're right and we're wrong, but we're just going to go ahead and do it our own way anyway. Like it, it doesn't matter what you think we're there. Boom. It's done. Like, you know, so we're incredibly assertive and determined. And I think that's just how you have to be in life. Like you just don't accept it. And I think also it's important, like we all mentioned it's important for men to notice this behavior and not accept it as well. And because some people aren't like, you know, some girls might not be as fortunate, like learning that assertiveness. Right. So it's like, those are the people we need to help too. So like if, if they need it, you know, so. It's definitely something that we had to learn. It's not something that you're necessarily born with. And a lot, it's difficult for a lot of people. And it's, I always like, it's like really why it's so important is because a lot of, girls, a lot of young girls especially really get taken advantage of. They're not like tough enough to deal with it, but they should be. And if they don't have like positive reinforcement or like a good support system, they're going to think that they're not, they're not capable or that. Well, yeah, because women get driven out of the scene all the time. They do. You know, they do by men and they also do by other women. We've gotten a lot of bullshit from other women and that's another thing that like you know we've done things like we've um we've had the northern irish girls rock school come to our sound checks we've tried to like you know um encourage a lot of like, younger girls to pick up guitars and like that's definitely something that we want to be more a part of like we have like a lot of like underlying like feminist themes in our music and we want to be really supportive like a lot of girls have come to us and said you know i started a band because of you like girl young girls in japan just it's always feels so rewarding when a, another girl comes up to us and it's like you know i listened to your music and you really inspired me to do this we want to continue to do this and the most important thing is just for other women to know we need to support each other. Like we need to work together and support each other rather than compete. We shouldn't yeah. have to compete. We're in this together because if we're competing, there's already so much going on. And you know, you don't want to have to compete with the guys and the girls, like just support each other and we become a stronger unit. But yeah, that's, um, 
that's we there's a lot of girls there's a lot more girl bands out there now um which is awesome yeah when we first started and it's exciting you know it's really cool because if we had been around in the 70s or 80s like i mean you look at the go-go's like they're just now getting all the recognition that they deserved like before like in the 60s still not in the rock and roll hall of fame too or something they were trying to get into it they're like come on you know like (laughs) what like it's crazy like in the 50s and 60s girls were put together and bands were formed by men like we started our own shit. The Go-Go's started their own shit. They wrote their own music. They're songwriters. Like they play their own instruments. Like that's very empowering. And that should be something that's like recognized because, you know, they always talk about like being booed off stage or like, you know, having sexist comments thrown at them and like having beer bottles thrown at their heads because they're chicks. Like we never had to experience that because we had it easy. Have like these like big skinhead dudes like standing guard on stage. Yeah, like crazy. We're like, okay, we have bodyguards. Like, well, that would be like when we first started. It wasn't throughout. Okay, I'm just saying. Like, we had like. Want that either. That was like the opposite extreme. We're like, okay, guys, we're fine. Like, like no, we're okay. Let let us do our thing. You know, kind of scaring our audience. <laughs> like you're scaring people away. But like, <laughs> like yeah. we're playing like loves the crime. They're like, what? Like, watch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like pushing people out of the way. We're like, guys, just tone it down. Like, we're really happy that like you want to protect us and that like, you support us, but like take it down a notch, please. <laughs> masculinity overpowering our show again you know so that's kind of that's pretty fucking annoying but it's oh better. yeah just in the, the opposite way yeah yeah you know um overall though i think um like even what judy was saying like you know i think people are more aware now because people are stepping up and they're saying something i think that's important to to address it and i think from there let's see if it gets better so, like, I think when we were a band, we didn't even think about it as much. It's just, like, we just did shit because that was the norm. You know, like, that's what we went through. And that's, it was just the way it was. And, you know, we just did what we did. And now that I'm seeing, like, all these, like, younger girls are, like, stepping up. They're doing this thing. It's like, okay, like, that's great. Like, let's see how this progress. I hope it gets better, you know? And it's just a whole different generation i guess of things and I'm, I'm glad they're speaking up and and saying something you know and trying to make a difference you know and there needs to be more of that you know there needs to be like like we have our own record label we put out our own records and i know mary talks was talking about doing things with ourselves being diy but like very specifically we have our own label it's called little chewy we put out our own records like And we would like to see that more. Like there should be more women starting record labels and putting out girl bands and support in that way can just be really helpful. Um, That would be a support system for younger girls and, and for just anyone in general, you know, to be more aware for it to just be more accepted to the point where it just shouldn't even be a thing. Like for us, Mary mentioned when we started, it just wasn't a thing. Like we know what we wanted to do. We did it. Somebody made a comment. It's like, oh, she was around. We just didn't pay. I guess we didn't really pay attention to it as much. And it didn't um, bother us. We didn't, you, you can pay attention to it, but we didn't let it affect us or stop us from doing what we had to do. 
we were lucky too, because we had each other, you know, and it made, I felt like that made us stronger Yeah, in some ways where we're like, it made us more confident. We're just like, you know, we have each other, you know, we don't need, who cares what you think, you know, or like, you're not <laughs> taking advantage of me. Cause I got, I got my girls, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like slowly building that community and like the support system that you do want to be surrounded with. So like, yeah. Cause I mean, I was telling, you know, Claudia and Judy, like even in the Seattle scene, like, I, I mean, there's different scenes and stuff, but I, I personally, I didn't feel super connected to a lot of people there. Um, and that's kind of like a big reason why I left. And I, I am friends with just, you know, a handful of people there. I, you know, one of my friends I've been friends with like over 20 years, you know, what I mean? things like that. But like, I just, there, it, it's weird. It's weird. When I, I do know that when I moved to New York, I did feel much more of a connection and just, I don't know. It felt more like family. And I felt like I just, I, I finally found something that I was like, I feel like I'm a part of something, you know? So it took me, it did take me a while to really find that real true connection because like before I was like, as a, like a young teenager, I was like, like trying to like go around and like hang out with other people and, and just, and it just, it didn't feel right, you know? And I don't know kind of hard to explain but <laughs> yeah it's I mean that's like Judy said that's what it's about it's like we were all kind of like young little misfits trying to like find a place where we feel comfortable and um it, the scene should be all inclusive like everybody should just feel like they have a place in it to do what they want to do like we should just welcome anyone that wants to do start a band, be creative, like be cool, but you know, any, any type of violence or sexism or, or discrimination, it's, it's just fucking bullshit. When we were growing up, it was probably more accepted, right? It was like more accepting to be that way mm-hmm. for like a guy or oh, absolutely. To, to act like that. It was like almost like glorified, you know, like, you know, like, so I, yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see, like, now that we're like, oh, shit, I got, yeah, it was like that, you know, like, I looked back and I was like, damn, yeah, it was kind of crazy and weird, but we had each other to support each other, you know, and we found that, and that, that's why we were lucky to have that, and it's, it's, it's awesome that, like, younger girls are now, like, coming up and, like, speaking up and, and trying to change that norm, you know, of that, so everyone, so it's not, it's not cool to be, like, yeah, I got that, that young girl, blah, 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 blah. you know, like, it's not cool anymore to say that, you know what I mean? So it's just, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it'll change. Yeah. I'm excited to see what will happen. Don't get your asses canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
it's awesome though that you said the it's not just women getting into bands but women starting labels doing like behind the scenes stuff and making opportunities for other women yeah i would love to see a lot more of that like we had um some of our most badass sound men were sound women like yeah. why aren't we're sound women why aren't female engineers like why do we have to argue with some some dude that we're not paying to produce like telling us how the fuck he thinks our vocal effects should be or like coming in i cannot even imagine i like i think you guys could do an entire interview of fucking sound dudes yeah it's like bro if we come up and like change our knobs and i'm like stop it (laughs) don't change my knob you know like they'd be like "Mm," you know like "Mm, you don't have to deal with that with sound women like there should be there should be more sound women there should be more <laughs> they're sound just women. like they they actually let you know they're like okay i think it's feeding back because of this why don't you turn this blah 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 blah, blah. it's just so good like we just have a connection with them or something i don't know there needs to be more sound women and like women you know like running labels and things like that that's cool yeah. Some dudes are kind of like the equivalent of base techs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since Claudia's just sitting in a car in Alabama, <laughs> tell me the tell me the tell me the first bands that the first bands you fell in love with. Not punk, like as a kid. Um mine was mine was like I think mine was again a compilation. And it was was a compilation. My mom had this like 60s compilation and had like locomotion, like Little Eva and like stuff like that, like Blue Moon and like some other kind of funny like 60s songs. And I I was obsessed with that, like that compilation. I would just like dance around. I was like maybe like four or five or something. I don't know. And then Whitney Houston. I really liked Whitney Houston. (laughs) My mom was really into New Wave when I was a kid. Um, so I got, I really like... Fuck, am I your mom's age? <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> My mom had me when she was 20. So she was pretty young. Um, and she, you know, she was into the New Wave stuff. She went to see Depeche Mode when I was a kid. And I remember just crying and being like, I want to go see Depeche Mode. <laughs> um, I think might have been on the board. Over here, they call it Depeche Mode. Yeah, I was really into gothy stuff, like The Cure, Depeche Mode, like just New Wave stuff. I loved the cars, but also I was really into Elvis because my grandfather used to like sing Elvis when he was like shaving and like, you know, my mom also, like, my parents got divorced when I was young, and my mom started dating this Elvis impersonator, and he used to, like, pick me up from school in his pink Cadillac. But unfortunately, he'd wear, like, these really, like, launchy cut-off shorts, so that was kind of a little bit weird and embarrassing. But, like, he was a really good Elvis impersonator, and he'd, like, take his guitar, and, like, he'd sing to us, and, like, he looked like young Elvis, and, like, we'd watch the movies together, like, like, the Hawaii movies and all that stuff. And like, I really liked, I still love Elvis. Like I went to Graceland recently. I I think that was just like my first introduction to rock and roll was just Elvis. And I was like, man, that's so cool. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I still actually listen to almost every band you just said. 
them. I still do too. It's like driving around Alabama blasting the cure the other day. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't deny my goth side. And I just, man, Elvis is ours. He's like, even though he was so tragic, he's like our American rock and roll hero. Yeah. yeah. I'm proud of that. Even though it was a sad yeah. story and, and his house is like Disney World, but man, he's ours. <laughs> he's Elvis. How about you, Judy? I think like when I was in first grade, it was Michael Jackson. So I'm completely obsessed with Michael Jackson. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. Heard, and like Man in the Mirror uh-huh. was like crazy to me. Uh, yeah. So I probably, and then I also, my sister was really into music and I'm an 80, early 80s baby. So, you know, that was like a big 80s time. She had the hair and like all like, you know, every all the 80s, like typical things going on. So yeah. I think, that was like what I grew up on was like, yeah, my, me too. My brothers were huge Depeche. Uh, what, how do you say it over there? Depeche, Depeche Mode. Mode. Depeche Mode fans. Um, the Cure. They liked Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna name them all. Like, yeah, next <laughs> Yeah, like the Cars and stuff. Alice Cooper. They liked Alice Cooper. Like Nine Oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they had the record collection, you know. So, I remember seeing those as a kid. Plus, like, we all grew up in the 80s and, like, like Baby Shakes pretty much. I think Ryan grew up in the 80s, too, right? He's younger than us. But, like, you know, so we're he's the kids. And, like, there was really cool music on the radio when we were kids. Oh, and MTV actually had really good yeah. um, music videos at the time. It's, like... Yeah, it just I mean there's a lot of Tom Petty even on and um yeah, just Madness. Madness was a big one too because I remember I was obsessed with Our House and One Step Beyond like as a kid. I'm like nee, nee, nee. like and I would just like dance around <laughs> the fucking living room like I think it was like 5 or like I don't know, just so weird, you know, and it just like and then later you're like, oh, I actually like that band still. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, it's funny. Oh, uh, One Step Beyond would be super life. fun as a kid. Yeah, right? It's it's really fun. You're like, you just like kind of buzz around the living room and stuff. <laughs> and watching their videos, they're kind of like cartoon characters anyway. They their are. videos are kind of like cartoons. Yeah. Don't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, this is all honey, honey, you know, like it's just like very like wow, you know. As a kid, you're like, this is crazy. Um, do you guys remember that um, that fish head music video too? That's crazy. Wait, what? There was what? like a weird fish head video in that in the eighties, and that was really really weird. It creeps me out as a kid. It was like it goes like it was like fish head, fish head, pony pony, fish head. It oh, was like, like a, a Weird Al Yankovic type thing. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, I do remember. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's like another thing. Like a satire thing. Okay. Weird Al. Like, my brothers loved Weird Al. And, like, they find, yeah, they loved it. I, I don't like him. Dude, I know. I know. It's like, you're fat. You're fat. Like, oh, God. <laughs> so stupid and funny. I like when he did the Amish Paradise thing in, like, the 90s. That was that, Yeah, he got better in the 90s. That was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I also feel like the 90s too, like even like, you know, growing up, 
at the tail end or like the beginning of the 90s, there was still like kind of like an indie music scene that was like pretty popular, like with all like the Riot Girl stuff and like, you know, indie bands and like grunge. Like, you know, I kind of grew up listening to that too. And that's like when I really started getting into like bands and music and I knew I was going to be a rock kid. Yeah. I don't know. If I was younger now, like... I don't think I'd be into music. I don't know. I, it's just kind yeah, of like, really I'm like fortunate to have had that last era of like music videos and bands and like something that was creative. Now it's just fucking trashy reality TV and like synthetic music that's like just all regurgitated and like if there is a music video, it's just asses. Like there's no creativity. It's just asses all the time. Like on the TV in your fucking face in your living room, you're eating cereal. There's ass- <laughs> I don't think that would have really appealed to me as a kid. So maybe I wouldn't have gotten. I don't into- know what they do now. I would have gotten into asses or something. <laughs> like, is MTV a thing? No, it's not. Oh God, I'm gonna date myself. I don't know. <laughs> it's like reality. <laughs> over here, over yeah. here, it is. I can I can watch like all day of '80s videos on MTV. Oh, really? sure. I love. Where? Wait. Oh, really? On MTV. Yeah, and there's VH1 Classic. Oh, that was a good one, VH1. I would also like record music videos so I could yeah. watch them again on my own time. hundred. Do you guys remember 120 Minutes? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he had some good music videos. He had some really good music videos. Yeah. Uh, Did you see the one that Johnny Rotten hosted with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was sick, like, and he kept, like, spitting in a bottle. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he had the flu, and he's like... <laughs> oh, oh, my God. He's, like, I don't remember that, but I remember, like, didn't he walk out on Kurt Loder and, like, curse him out? He's like, yeah. into, it's over. Like, Kurt Loder pissed him off or something. Like, I remember <laughs> that and just being like, whoa, that guy is awesome. <laughs> I just remember this like little dance he used to do. Like um he would like squat and like pretty vacant, you know, like he would just do this like weird like squat and like go up and be like Bleh. like I just remember their performance was really yeah. awkward as a kid. I was like, what is mother and their reunion? <laughs> yeah, I saw their reunion, like they played at like in Long Island at like Jones Beach or some shit. And, like, Johnny Rotten was, like, coming up and down the aisles, and he had, like, these, like, neon orange cargo pants, and, like, his head was <laughs> giant green Liberty spikes, and he's like, yeah, like, going up and down the aisles. It was so fucking weird and freaky, because I thought I was going to see, like, 70s cool, like, Johnny Rotten, and he was just, like, twitchy and fucking weird with, like, orange cargo pants. <laughs> oh, was Steve Jones good? even remember honestly like i don't even remember oh, okay. what the lineup was I, I just remember johnny rotten like i don't know i had to be like fall over 13 maybe a little bit older then but i don't fucking remember it was a blur it, it was weird though it was weird <laughs> we had to take a shuttle bus to get to the beach i was really sad because i was in jail when they played portland oh you, well you know so i missed it to be honest <laughs> I really wanted to go. I wanted to go, but I was too young. I couldn't find a ride. It was they played uh, this Seattle festival called Bumper Shoot. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, I saw the yeah, New York Dolls there. It was 
Yeah, it was Sex Pistols, Ramones, and like I was trying so hard to like get a ride and like find, and they're just like, you're too young, you can't go. And I was like, <laughs> like, and it was, um, yeah, I, I, that would have been my only chance to like see them. And yeah, but whatever, it's fine. But bumper shoot. Do you remember bumper shoot? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like I saw the New York Dolls out. and the Stooges and the Daughters. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, saw that, yeah, I saw some pretty good bands at Bumper Shoot, actually. They would always have, like, yeah, decent, like, Joan Jett. I saw Joan Jett when I was, like, 16 there. Like, she, yeah. There was a lot of pretty good bands that played Bumper Shoot and stuff. I only went once. It was super annoying. If it wasn't the New York Dolls, I would never. Exactly. I would never, would just, I like, would never go back go to, to yeah. see the band, and then you'd be like, okay. It's like a festival, you know? Yeah. Like, and I couldn't tell if I was just too old or if it's just really annoying. But yeah. yeah. I think it, it was just. It was annoying. cool to see the dolls. I think it was just annoying. <laughs> it was at the Seattle Center. Too. Yeah, by the. It was like a lot of babies, probably. A lot of little kids. <laughs> by the Space Needle. It was so yeah, good to see you guys. It was so fun. Oh, you too. <laughs> Thank you for having us for, for doing this interview. It's going to be, it was really yeah, awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything you want to close with? Tell people where to get to get your records. Anything you want to say? I guess we're, um, so, you know, it's been weird, but we've been trying to write new songs and we're going to work on a new album and hopefully um, have something to come out of this lockdown and whole COVID mess with. Um, so we've been working on that. And hopefully we can get touring again in 2022. And, you know, that's that's kind of the dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where, I can't that's where wait, we're at. Because right. it is so fun to watch you guys play. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. It's, like, it's so... <laughs> it's a good time, like, every time that I've seen you. Oh, thank the, you. The music, the way you can tell that you all love to play, the music's great. Oh. Like, it's just everything about it's really good. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. It means a lot. It really does. Might have to, like, work on some new studded jackets for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring them out of retirement, just, like, put them back on and stuff. <laughs> I'll get some we'll soap make, for my we'll hair. some special ones. We'll make some special baby shakes <laughs> studded jackets for that. <laughs> Pink trim around the collar. With that, that paint. <laughs> actually worked really good for the trim around the collar. I remember that. That was good for that. <laughs> was your trim white like or red? Too. I had pink. I I like. Oh, you had pink. Glamified mine. Yeah, mine was like pink rim. Um, <laughs> but I think everything else I did in white. I was really a colorful punk chick. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid and <laughs> so silly, but it's awesome. No way, it was awesome. Great. Yeah. Oh I, man, had those times when everything was new and like innocent and trying to figure out how to stud your jacket. Oh, yeah, those times were awesome. Yeah, like shaving, finding out about new bands. Finding new bands was a, a lot of fun, you know. That was, yeah, that you, you had to like talk to people, you know, and like. Mm -hmm make mixtapes like put the time into like something to you know because when even when i met claudia and judy we would make like stuff for each other you know it's just funny because you like you think about it and you're like 
oh, I'm going to put this song and I'll put this song and like, I really love this song. And like, it's just so curated, you know, on a mixtape or like yeah. or something like that. So it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. How things what were back then and stuff. So. But it's also like, you listen to that shit now. I remember I was trying to get rid of some records and I had like my whole UK 82 punk singles collection. And Oh, you can't sell that. Man, I can't. Like Court Martial no. and like Action Packed and like all that shit. Oh, like, Action Packed was, was so good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I loved I had yeah. on one of my jackets too. Action Packed was definitely on one of my jackets. Um, <sighs> yeah, I still have it. Like you hear that... Judy, do you remember when we were in fucking Bristol and we met the the kids like the drummer? Yeah, the drummer. Was, no, the drummer of Action Pact. Yeah. 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 No, oh, yeah, we, we met him at the show, like the he show was, we played. He was and like, "How the fuck do you know my dad's band?" I know. <laughs> what? People <laughs> like them? You're like, oh. <laughs> I would be like played on a boat once with um with UK subs and like Charlie Harper was um he was, it like, was like a ship. <laughs> he, it was a ship. It was like a Swedish ship. Like a Swedish ship. Like rock UK rock shit or something. UK subs were headlining and we had a German tour driver. He thought it was so fucking hilarious that Charlie Harper was selling his own merch. He was like <laughs> he have a merch guy. <laughs> baby chicks have a merch guy. <laughs> You do a good German accent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we had to be with him for like a month, so it's like Yanni. 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 I like you kissing dogs. Oh boy. I do too. I can't believe he's like he's a maniac. He's like 76 and still touring. Damn. Yeah. I, I remember know. I saw him when I was 14 and he was like talking to me and the guy, his manager was like, don't talk to him. He's already had, he's on his like third heart attack. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. like, I was just going to get his like, sign something. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I was like, okay, weird. I'm like 14. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Damn.